ladies and gentlemen, this is Bright Crack, your weekly wedding podcast for great company, banter, and good times. Now let's crack on. Hi, Ivana. Uh, thanks for joining me today, um, and welcome to Bright Crack. Um, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Oh, hi, Rachel. Thanks for having me. I'm great to be here. I'm a big You're fan welcome. of your podcast. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so my name is Ivana and I'm a bridal headdress designer. And my business has been evolving quite a lot. I started with handmade uh, headpieces. Right. And after a few years, I actually started teaching how right. to make bridal headpieces. So it's it's quite, uh, the business got loads of different parts in it. Yeah. And I ended up being a blogger as well so now I sort of teach how to make headpieces it's an online course yeah. uh, I, I'm still in touch with loads of brides and I do sort of blogs that might be of interest to brides yeah. and um, just sort of generally stay in touch with everybody in the wedding industry so. yeah so um, did you say you've been doing it for 10 years was that did I get that right uh, I, it all started with my wedding did it <laughs> with, wow Wedding suppliers. Uh, so uh, yeah, the first uh, headpiece I made was in 2007, and uh, originally I worked from home. Uh, then I started doing wedding fairs. Then I moved to a shop for a little while. Right. I worked with other wedding planners, and uh, uh, yeah, just sort of keeping keeping in touch with all the sort of friends and tunes. And, um, and so I was in a few magazines, and um, so it's all quite exciting. Oh, good, good stuff. Um, so because you've um, been so involved in um, loads of different areas like suppliers and brides and grooms and stuff um you you're obviously an expert at what you do so you can tell our lovely uh, brides what to look for when they're thinking about headdresses and things like that so for instance i'm going to go with a couple of stories um about our wedding and my friend's wedding so for our wedding, I went with a flat, it was like a headband, but it had like a flat bit, I, can't, I don't have it with me because it's in the loft right now, and I didn't have a chance to uh, um, go in the loft because we've been having work done on the house, so it's just, yeah, it just wasn't possible, um, but, um, with a headdress. yeah, so it was like kind of flat thing with a, a side bit. Um, and a metal um, headbandy thing but I noticed I loved it um, but I didn't test it before the day um, so it worked out and it got pinned into my hair but by the time the meal came around it was absolutely it was so sore there um. Re really really sore <laughs> I would say the main thing to look at is if the headpiece is handmade or not. If you have a handmade headpiece, it's less likely because if the headpiece is made in a factory and it's sort of imported to the UK, you often have that problem that it sort of digs in. Right. If you have a handmade headpiece, you work with the designer and um, because everything is handmade, it, it's flexible. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the band on its own would be quite solid, but it would sort of copy the shape of the head. And uh, I, I had loads of brides coming to me saying they're worried that that might happen or they were worried that their hair is too fine and they can't have this or that. It's usually when they choose the design, it's uh, then there are different options because uh, the, head, the headpiece in hand, is handmade, there are different options. So sometimes when, when I had a bride and she had very fine hair, instead of having the hair comb, we did loads of little hair, hair, 
hairpins. Okay, yeah. Put together to replicate the, the ornament. So it's, it's, it's quite individual, but um, uh, I did have some brides and they said they tried on quite a few different tiaras and none of them actually fitted, none of them seem right. right. And it, it's often just very small alteration, just suddenly make the piece perfect to them. Yeah. And uh, I also had um, brides coming to me saying they ordered something and it just, um, it just didn't, they just couldn't work out how to attach it. Okay, yeah, yeah. And the bride, she had just an or ornament that was meant to be fitted in with hair clips and she just couldn't do it. So she just came to me and asked if I can add a hairband. So, because um, if it's your wedding day, you do want everything to be perfect. And yeah. if you're worried that something might fall off or... Because it, it is, brides are sometimes surprised that you can pretty much have anything. Even if you have short hair, you can always uh, use some hair products to secure the hair comb. So you can still have quite a large ornament. Yeah. Or you, you can use a little rubber band and just put it underneath where the ah. hair, hair, yeah. hair comb sits. So there's loads of loads of tricks. Yeah, I was going to ask how it works with... You can what you want first and then sort of work around how to fit it into the hair. Yeah, I was going to ask how it works with like um, different lengths of hair and different thicknesses and updos and things. So obviously you have to decide first, don't you, how you want your hair. Okay. And then sometimes you can have the same design in different hairs. But mm. uh, for example, if you get somebody with very curly hair or afro hair, some of the design elements, they need to be a little bit longer. Mm. So it sort of stands out, otherwise it looks sunken. And uh, your hair, um, yeah, because if, if you tie something in, if you put something in your hair and it slides down, you can always go to the hairdresser and say, can this be fixed? And um, sometimes you don't realize how much secure uh, the hair piece is once the hair is done, because the hair, right. once it's got hair products, it's actually much stiffer. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, hairdressers are usually quite good with put it sort of the, securing any headpiece um, in any hairstyle. But it's also about the confidence because if you order a set of hair, hair pins and your hair is quite short, short and you are not used to wearing them, it, it just might be an idea maybe just to try them on before the wedding. Yeah, yeah, that's a top so, tip there. Try it before you, your big day, isn't it? Then if there is a problem, just that there might be a solution to it. Mm. Uh, the the hair, hair bands, they can be adjusted slightly and if the if the actual band digs into the the head behind the ears, that can be usually bent a little bit. Uh, so yeah, and there's lots of other alterations that can be made. Uh, some some brides actually enjoy having something special within the headdress. Uh, so mm. I had brides think they they've got a favorite color and they didn't want the whole tiara in a color. Okay. They wanted like few little few little crystals or beads sort of incorporated within the design. So there's loads of yeah. ways how PR can be changed. So it can be sort of truly special piece made just for for the bride, and then it's often sort of kept um, for quite a while. I had brides sort of coming to me after years saying, "Oh, I used the same set I ordered from you for my baby's christening." Oh, cool! Yeah. yeah. Well, that's nice. Um, and also, you, it's not just about the bride, is it? Because um, you have other people in your bridal party that might be wearing headdresses like your bridesmaids and things like that. Once I had a wedding and I actually didn't design anything for the bride, but I designed quite a creation for the mother of the bride and the oh, grandmother cool. of the bride. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very bubbly company. 
I also design quite a few sort of matching items. So for the bride, I can do um, a little decoration for the bouquet. But uh, those little decorations, they can be also pinned to buttonholes. So even the groom can have something handmade with right. sort of crystals and pearls. Uh, sometimes I, I would do little bits for the wedding, wedding decor as well. So little bits that can be added with church pews. And um, uh, so, so anything you see within a handmade tiara can be replicated and can be sort of used for other yeah, like purposes. Yeah, a, a theme to tie things in together. Yeah, I did, did a few sort of cake decorations as well. Um, so because it's handmade, it's just um, anything the bride can think of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, do you see any trends like for this for this year maybe? Um, like are people going like big crown kind of things? A bit like, you know, um, I think last year they were all about the Meghan Markle kind of tiara thing that they wore for the wedding. Um, or colours and... That thing, what kind of trends do you think you're seeing at the moment? Yeah, so the trends do change all the time. Mm. Uh, I think the biggest thing I see at the moment, um, there's just this whole sort of general plastic-free movement, and I see it in oh, the wedding. Yeah, in the of course, yeah. So brides do want something that, that's um, sort of sourced sustainably. Uh, but uh, because the, the whole thing has to come together, if they sort of choose wedding decor that's... Um, that wouldn't have any plastic bits in it, and they want to sort of match the whole uh, the whole wedding theme uh, to to look quite sustainable. Right. So I do see lots of um, uh, loads of images of um, of um, headpieces that are made with sort of sustainable materials such as uh, cotton and hemp. Okay. Yeah. So they can be used with work technique, be like macrame or crochet. Mm. And uh, they can be still sort of fitted into the handmade headpieces that are made with crystals and uh, and pearls. But the general sort of move, moving away from anything plastic. Um, and uh, it's it's quite quite clear that even when brides order something for their wedding, that they do go for suppliers who have nice eco-friendly boxes rather than put everything in a sort of bubble wrap and plastic box. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's quite a difficult one for someone that makes something so intricate, um, like the packaging it up so that it actually arrives safely. Yes, uh, yes. But yes, but, uh, the eco... Yes, for the design itself, uh, it's still quite a lot of sort of hair winds and quite sort of nice, flowing, natural. So we are much less formal than we used to be, like in the 80s, everything was quite formal and yeah. it's sort of less and less. And uh, yeah, there's still... Um, there's still um, Quite a lot of requests for color, and right. uh, it sort of changes it because we, we see more and more brides with tattoos and sort of unusual, yeah. uh, sort of informal uh, wedding images in magazines that everywhere. And uh, mm. it wouldn't be the sort of number one order that, that's like on top of my order list, like everything to match tattoos. And yeah, <laughs> but yeah. uh, there is still this sort of individuality and sustainability sort of showing through all the orders in some way. Good stuff. Um, and also, like you said, you, you blog, so I did have a, a look at your website recently, and you've got quite a few DIY things there for uh, brides and grooms to have a, a go at. Uh, I did quite a lot of DIY stuff for our wedding, like uh, sewing little hearts and things that were favours, so I'm all for the uh, the DIY elements of weddings, and it's, it's very um, trendy now, isn't it? 
to uh, yeah it does make the wedding quite enjoyable so as long as you don't overdo it and just feel like you have to do everything yourself um, yeah yeah so it, I did it, that. <laughs> and it just makes it um quite sort of nice occasion rather yeah. than something to be stressed about yeah oh, good stuff um and you were saying earlier about the um when you have a bespoke tiara that it's more flexible so i brought an example um it might not be a good example but it's one that i wore to my friend's wedding so it's kind of like i was saying earlier about the the headpiece that hurt my head this was actually okay because it was like bendy so uh, is that what you meant by more pliable one that kind uh, of so if, if you have those uh, head pieces that look quite rigid, um, if the, it doesn't have to be, uh, what you showed me, it, it looks maybe a little more like a hair wine. Yeah, like it's like a more, yeah, that's probably a better description. A headband that, it's got that sort of horseshoe shaped, uh, yeah. uh, but it, it doesn't have to be as rigid. Yeah. Yeah, but... Um, but, but the beauty of the handmade headpiece is that uh, the bride can just look at something and say, I like the design, but I don't want it as a headband. I want it as a hair wine. Yeah. And they, so if they like something within the tiara, everything can be, or the headband, it can be replicated and they can have earrings, sorry. Oh, um, yeah. And the necklace is made to match it. Um, it's usually best not to overmatch because sometimes I have uh, brides coming to me saying, I want this and this and that. And I say, yes, you can, but it might be, it might look a bit too sort of overmatched. Yeah, um, yeah. Actually, if you have a headpiece, you would go for the earrings and a bracelet and maybe leave out the necklace. Okay, yeah, yeah. quite strong. Uh, so once, once, once the bear tied on, they sort of see that it might be too much, but uh, it's usually, to, it's, it's better to keep one item simple. So if you go for big earrings, I would just keep the necklace quite simple. Yeah, and um, with... Um, another thing I was thinking about actually is um, when you're choosing your headdress, uh -huh. um, how do you know which, how do you know how it will go with your dress? Say, do you, you try on your dress and then try on the headpiece or have you got any advice? Yeah, the, the, the dress usually comes first. Um, and uh, I did have brides coming to me with swatches and we sometimes they, they worry that the um, that the colour of the beads wouldn't match the dress perfectly. Oh, okay. Because all the dresses are white or ivory, but there's like so many subtle shades of white of, and ivory. So I do have um, a colour swatch with loads of different styles. Okay. So yeah. sometimes we go down to the detail. Uh, it, it usually fits quite nicely, and if it's slightly different, it still looks quite uh, consistent. Uh, but yeah, some brides they, they show me uh, they take a photo of the embroidery of the dress, and sometimes we would sort of make sure that something yeah. um, that part of the headdress actually re replicates the embroidery. And uh, it's it's also down to the small details, like when you have crystal. Mm. Uh, some crystals have special coating on it, and uh, you can have sort of the same crystal with different coating, and oh, okay. look, look slightly different. Right. Okay, that's interesting. There's a lot of things I don't know here. With vintage uh, bridal gowns, it, it's um, it's often the crystals are a little bit darker. Okay. Yeah. They're sort of more crystal, so. Uh, so it's often about small details like that, just a little bit lighter, a little bit darker. 
and um yes <laughs> yeah i wish i'd known more about this kind of stuff when we got married because i'm sure i would have made a different decision to be honest and i would have definitely got they, you know exactly what they want and some brides they just say you know i'm still not sure if i'm wearing a veil or not and and they, they tell me about the dress neckline, so we sort of work on what options they have. And there's loads of different options you can, like what you can find with each dress. Um, oh, fabulous. So also about the, the face of the shape, uh, the shape of the face as well. So, it's, uh, so the question is the dress neckline, the wedding theme, uh, how the hair is styled. Uh, sometimes it's also important to know how the makeup is done because uh, sometimes when you have the forehead headpieces, uh, uh, if you have quite heavy makeup, um, you have to sort of think about okay. what can be. Um, so, yes, <laughs> there's a lot to think about. Uh, there is a lot to think about. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, but obviously you uh, are the expert, so it's um, fabulous that you've uh, sh shared as uh, much as you you can in a, a short time together but um the other thing that we were thinking about is um you've brought an inspiration to share with our um brides and grooms so what inspires you about weddings i uh, so i'm quite a social person so um i think my main thing is just like dealing with others and just following the trends so I'm based quite close to london so okay. i do go to loads of events and it's about the oh, okay. general um, so I do not do not have like a fashion icon as such. I mean, I do have like people I like, like all yeah, yeah. they have Coco Chanel. But it's it's about the sort of evolving trends, and uh, I just do love the wedding industry. And, um, and so yeah, so lots of lots of the inspiration I get actually comes from the brides because they come to me with a sort of vague idea of what they might want, and I show them different options. And it's quite nice to design something I wouldn't have thought, thought of myself. Just because somebody said, oh, I want something like this, but I'm not quite sure what it should look like. Um, so, uh, yes. yeah. So, <laughs> so like the fluidity of the profession and the ever-changing trends, which some designers find very annoying. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's quite fascinating that I do have to sort of keep designing new pieces all the time. And and what what's in my collection now is very different from the first few pieces I designed. But um yeah, yeah. It's just amazing <laughs> it will be but you'll also see um trends coming back as well like after a, a time yes, things come back quite a big style now uh you can see on on all the reports like the pinterest report is loads of um uh loads of fashion elements coming back from the 90s including um okay. uh scrunchies and sort oh of wow and they're sort of re being reinvented and they're made in silk and and uh, velvet and sort of new materials. So, so there is a, a like throwback from um, yeah at the moment um, and everything's space age. And <laughs> so yeah, there's loads of, loads of different trends. Um, but loads of brides actually don't follow any trends. They just know that the wedding is timeless and they just know what they want and they might sort of be inspired a little bit uh, but um they, they just um they just want that sort of timeless beauty feel about their wedding yeah um, because you want to look back at the your wedding photos and not think wow yes. i i went with the crowd there <laughs> you know yes. everything is like a clone wedding but like um a lot of people are going down the whole um showing their personality and that's where the bespoke things come in isn't it you 
you show yeah, the personality of people. Yeah, I wouldn't say that anything is sort of out of fashion when it comes to weddings. Uh, because maybe when you look at the sort of puffy sleeves in the yes. 80s, they might be out of fashion. <laughs> That's what like, was in my head. <laughs> items like a sort of crown or something. Mm. If you can think of uh, how to incorporate it to the wedding, you can always make it look very modern. And um, that's sort of like, is it in fashion or is it trendy? I don't think that's always a question when it comes to wedding. So uh, as long as it sort of reflects, the, uh, as if, if the headpiece reflects the personality of the bride, it, they can always make it work. And Yeah, exactly. Um, if they feel that it's not in fashion, they can always call it vintage. Yes. It's fashionable. Yeah, nothing's out of fashion. <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good tip there. I like, yep. I like that. Thank you very much. Um, well, Nirvana, thank you very much. Uh, that's all I have time for today. But it's been absolutely great speaking to you. Thank you for, for joining us. Uh, okay, so we'll speak to you soon and um, have a good rest of your afternoon. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye.